And welcome to the most sued man in the whole of the Western <laughs> yes. Cape, Mayor Jordan Hill Lewis, gets sued every single day of the year. And you see every single case because you have to sign on it. Every single case, I got to sign them all. And governments, unfortunately, get into a lot of litigation in South Africa. Mm. So it's a litigious space. But that's that's part of the job. Are you always the first defendant or like sixth defendant on these cases? I uh, know most of the time, number one. Are <laughs> 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 you the first guy they're going for? Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Mayor Jordan Hill Lewis. Thank you again. very much. Nice to see you guys again. Um, so what time does your day start? So, so ordinarily, it's about 5.30 and then get uh, my daughter ready, make breakfast, get her dressed. Uh, that gets harder and harder. You've got young kids as well, hey? Yes. Do you, do you find that they don't want to get dressed in the morning? No, they don't. Just, uh, mm. So <laughs> get them, bundle her into the car and get her to school. That's my morning routine. And then uh, uh, the day, the work day starts after the school drop-off. But again, just like the last time, it is now school holidays today yeah. and so here i am nice and early did you know that about the mayor he will only come into studio with us mm-hmm. during school holidays because the one thing he said that he will continue to do throughout mm-hmm. his tenure as mayor mm-hmm. is drop his child off. he will continue yes. to drop his child off at school every morning mm-hmm. that's and that's my commitment oh that's lovely mm. no, how it's old very is important. your daughter she's a uh, grade one she's seven oh. and uh, you know this this job has got a lot of evening functions uh, almost every evening is 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 away from home, so that morning is is just very precious and important, mm. and I won't I won't miss that. And one day when she's a big girl, best believe she's gonna remember. Mm. My daddy took me to school every morning, and then so. every night my daddy's added Cubana, <laughs> <laughs> which is the parliamentary after party joint. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that as well, don't I? I can neither confirm nor deny. Are there any perks to being the daughter of the mayor? Does she get any special treatment sure, from the city? Question. No, not from the city. Uh-huh. Although, I mean, uh, you know, uh, tickets to the rugby games and so on, all uh-huh. of that. Would you? Would you? Would you yeah, I mean, I know that life. <laughs> you know that life exactly. Yeah, but I'm not sure that she quite knows how cool it is to go into the Stormers change room with yeah. me yeah. and go into the Springboks change room with me. She, you know, she, she's kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Who are these guys? You know? Yeah. 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 Why are they so big? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw that um, Prince uh, William's son, Louis, that uh, at school now, the other one, the, the older one, the, uh, the oldest one, what's the oldest one's name? George. George. Yes. So he was at school. And obviously, you know, everybody at school knows that his dad is uh, who he is. And uh, some kid was trying to bully him and he said, my daddy's going to be king one day and you better watch out. (laughs) (laughs) What a lie. No, no. My daughter hasn't used that line and she better not. She's not flexing like that. So where are we since the last time we chat with the, the energy issue here? Because um, I must say, uh, the city of Cape Town have done really well with uh, taking two levels of load shedding off of the national grid. Mm. Yeah, as we sit here now, we're on stage one, if you're a city of Cape Town customer for the rest of the day. But Darren, I mean, all of us are so deeply frustrated. Last night yeah. when I got home, it was dark. Uh, this morning we had power, but it's, I think it's going off at 10 in, in Edgemead. Uh, it is really deeply frustrating. I must tell you, I'm confident. I, I, I have a very high degree of confidence that we are going to get there. Mm-hmm. 
I just wish it could be overnight. Unfortunately, it can't be. But we are we are pushing hard. Every opportunity to speed up our program, we will we will do it. We'll speed it up. We'll shorten those time frames. But I really do believe that uh, within the next two to three years, we will be able to protect the city from stage four load shedding, and then uh, you know eventually beyond that, and 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 say goodbye to it for good. Mm. And Kuburg, what have you heard about Kuburg? What do they tell you? No, I, I, I'm in touch with them quite often, actually. When, you know, when I, the, one of the very first things I did, going back all the way to last November when I was elected, you'll remember there was this front page article from, or, or quote from Jan Uberholzer, who's the COO of ESCOM, saying that he's worried about how many skilled people are leaving Kuburg and that it might be a safety concern. So I totally freaked out mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, got on the line to him immediately. We went and met the team there. Uh, I must say, I think that it's absolutely fine. Uh, there's no safety concerns whatsoever. It's a very, very well-run facility. They've just, uh, last month, maybe six weeks ago, had their international inspection by the IAEA. Yes, that's right. Um, and they they got, you know, they passed with flying colors. Uh, so I think that they're fine. I know that they're doing a big upgrade which is going to really help with national load shedding and that that has been delayed with uh, parts coming from France and elsewhere. And I, I just hope that that can go as quickly as possible so that we can get that that power back on the grid. Mm. Mm. Um, we've got a couple questions here. Uh, Bianca, is it Bianca from Greenpoint? Yes, it is. Good morning, Bianca. You're Good on morning. with the mayor. Morning, Hi. Morning, morning. Hey, Bianca. Hi, mayor. All right, Hi. Bianca, shoot with your question. Okay, I just want you to know what the long-term plan is for the city to deal with the um, homelessness, the uh, squatters around the city. Mm. Cool. Mm. Are, are we doing a few or do you want to answer Bianca? Oh, you can answer Okay, yeah. Bianca, thanks for the question. Uh, I've tried to get the news and the word out there far and wide that everyone's got to understand that no one, no one, no one in South Africa can be removed from where they are living without a court order. Even if they're living in a public space uh, without a formal structure, they do have legal rights and you have to go, you have to, go to the High Court, the Cape High Court, and get a, an order, unless, of course, they're prepared to move voluntarily. The way that we've tried to approach this is by expanding what we call our uh, care intervention program. We're building safe spaces. We've just built a new one at uh, Kulemborg. We're building a new one in Greenpoint, a very big one, 350 in Greenpoint. Uh, we've got one coming in Musenberg, one coming in Durbanville and Belleville and uh, Tableview. So we're building a lot of these uh, significant investments in building safe spaces. Those are really world-class facilities. They offer uh, referral to addiction treatment, psychiatric care, medical attention, they offer a place to store your personal belongings, uh, two hot meals a day, and so on. The idea is to try and get as many people as possible to take up that offer of alternative accommodation voluntarily because it is now available, uh, whereas previously there was there, there was very little alternative accommodation available. And if it unfortunately, if it is not voluntarily taken up, as most often, sadly, it is not, then we have to be able to go and ask for the court's permission to uh, to compel those people to avail themselves of that of that assistance. 
And the, the two, three years, obviously, in the pandemic devastated a lot of people. Oh, yes. Are you finding that homelessness has increased over this period? Dramatically. Mm. Dramatically. Yeah. Uh, it, it has increased around the world. I just actually spoke to a friend from uh, from here who just came back from, from Washington, D.C., and who said that he was he was just stunned by uh, how many exactly the same t- kind of tented camps he's seeing there. Mm-hmm. America but has a major issue right now. Los Angeles, mm-hmm. New York uh, City as Seattle, well, yeah. New York. There's yeah. just tents mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, uh, you know, the thing is, Sibs, I think that there was a whole lot of people in our society who were just barely hanging on yeah. before lockdown. Yeah. And when lockdown happened, they just couldn't, uh, you know, they, they sustain just, it. They just couldn't sustain it. And then with that comes huge stress and anxiety, and with that very often sadly comes substance abuse mm-hmm. and that uh, that leads to the kind of uh, homelessness situation you're seeing mm. but uh, bianca to answer your question we are going through the process firstly of trying to provide the alternative accommodation and provide the care that those people need and if it isn't taken up as i said to uh, to ask the court for help so jordan you are 35 right i am as your wife is she, is she prepared for the rapid aging that will happen? <laughs> the only one you, if you've ever looked at pictures of like Barack Obama when he becomes president, yeah. and then eight years later when he leaves, he's an old grandpa, and when he started, he was Jesus. a young man. The Thanks same, for that encouragement, man. Bill Clinton, same. Every president looks washed out. By the time sure. they're finished. Listen to this. I've got so much to look forward to. No, your wife uh, has. Your <laughs> wife has. And the difference between me and Obama is he is super disciplined and fit mm-hmm. and plays basketball every Runs, morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, my wife lectures me about this all the time. But I have, I have got a bike now. And Alan, you, I mean, you know, Alan is obsessed with cycling. Mm. He's been on my case the whole time. He get, he gave me his old rusty like skadonk of a bike. Thanks very much, Alan. <laughs> and and said, no, you got to get on a bike but now i've got a real uh, proper bike and so i'm gonna start cycling with him and hopefully mm. that helps with the what did you say washed out look. The, the, the rapid the grand, aging yeah. i promise you they start the grandpa with, vacation mm-hmm. with, with with dark hair and yeah. they end with gray hair um, but my wife i just must tell you this quickly my wife's always called me a grandpa because when when we got married i had a, a toyota corolla this old toyota corollas mm. and i'm the kind of guy that i don't want to buy a new car because it cars a waste of money to me so mm. i only got rid of the corolla like 18 months ago yeah and as she called it the grandpa mobile yeah because she said only grandpas drive those old corollas <laughs> there was at a 1.6i there was a 1.4 <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she's, she's basically always had that view. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picturing it was it red? No, it was just silver. It was just silver. Oh. And she called it the grandpa mobile. At least now you know she fell in love with you. Yeah, you know, exactly. The man. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, it was all about me. Thank yes. You. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, listen, what's happening with the airport fuel issue? Because yesterday on our news they said, "Oh no, don't worry, we've got it covered." Who do yeah. you know at the airport? Uh, we could ask the airport manager, Mark McLean. He's he's a he's a friend of mine. I've been speaking to him often the last couple of days about this uh, about this fuel issue. Mm. Get him get him on the phone. Mm-hmm. Get him on the phone. <laughs> you uh, want to call him? Yeah, we'll call him now. Will people be able to you know catch okay. flights out of Cape Town this weekend? Okay, you do the talking. You do the talking. <laughs> he's, he's your buddy. Oh. <laughs> What's that? Let's try again. Maybe he's got caller ID. Let me. Shall I try calling? Maybe he doesn't answer your phone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm sure he's got a very busy morning today because our, our buddies, the two fat Americans that came in yesterday, mm-hmm. they uh, went to catch you their see, flight look, to look, Kenya. Look, look, look. Yeah. Mark, uh, we're trying to reach you on the on the air. Can can we can you take a call right now? Or, or must I just put him on speaker? No, no, we'll call him. We'll no. call him. Okay. All right. You're gonna get a call now from the studio. <laughs> I love that because the, the two fat Americans, their flight was cancelled last night off to Kenya. Oh no! And they uh, were back at the hotel. They're still they're still in Cape. Mark, you there? Good morning, Mark. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How's it, Mark? It's uh, Darren Sherlin Sibs. KFM morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. And, of course, the mayor. Mark, I've, I've put you on the spot here, mate. I was, <laughs> good morning, mayor. All good. Uh, nice to speak to you, Mark. We, uh, I've just been telling the guys, we've been chatting over the last few days about the fuel situation. Obviously, we're hoping that it's going to be sorted out soon. But the, apparently, they had some callers in or, or, or some yeah. guests in the studio who were from America and who couldn't fly out last night. Can you just give us an update? What, what's going on? Oh, good morning, Maya. Um, um, and all I, 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 I is, which flight was it? Let me just check. Was it the Kenyan Airways? Kenyan flight? Airways, yeah. Okay, I need to go and check on that because when we checked in with all airlines yesterday, uh, they were in contact with their fuel suppliers, and we had received no indications that airlines were going to stop flights. Yeah, I remember that's certainly, what you told certainly, me. Yeah. Cert- certainly not because of fuel. Mm. So as we speak, um, I've received no indications that uh, airlines will do um, will, will stop flights because of fuel. In fact, the, the airlines that have shorter routes, um, those flying to Angola, those flying to to um, Kenya, and other uh, shorter uh, long haul flights have opportunities to uplift fuel from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So they are less likely, in fact, to be impacted by fuel uh, shortages as compared to flights flying to the U.S., for example. So, so as I we, am... Yes. As uh, you stand, no flight cancellations? I'm not, not, not because of fuel, as far as I'm aware, okay. but I certainly will go and check and, and find out. Good. Okay, thanks, Mark. Mark, mm-hmm. thanks, yes. man. Keep us posted. Eh? When is the, the, the boats arriving on the weekend? Yeah, so the ship, unfortunately, Maya continues to experience bad weather. You know, we, we're currently expecting it in late on Sunday, mm. and we're trusting that we will get deliveries resumed Monday, latest Tuesday. Uh, we are currently still trying to source additional quantities of jet, and of course the airlines commit to uh, continue operations, but they are uh, faced with further restrictions. So, so Mark, we will continue to provide updates during the day. But uh, as I said, so far, no one has indicated uh, cancellations because of fuel challenges. So is there any fuel on site there? Oh, yes. Uh, at Cape Town? Yeah. No, absolutely. We've got, uh, we've got quite a bit of fuel, probably about, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it will to last us at least probably four to five days. Okay. So you're covered for four to five days before the next plane... Ship. Before the ship arrives. Yeah, the Before the room. ship arrives, absolutely. But we are also trying to secure additional stock in case the ship experiences further delays. So right. we're trying to just mitigate the risk. But of course, as I highlighted, you know, even though we hold bulk stock, each airline has a, a separate agreement with a fuel supplier. So not every fuel supplier holds the same quantity of stock. Mm. So we have enough but it also depends on the, in the agreements between the suppliers and the individual airlines. But okay. we're monitoring that, and, and we're working out contingency plans to ensure that everyone stays in the air. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for running Thank a great you. airport, man. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye.
Says, who else can we call in that phone? Let's play. <laughs> let's play cell phone roulette. Let's yes. just spin it. <laughs> put your finger on number. We just called in. Yeah. So let's we... call the waterfront about their parking prices. Yeah. Let's actually get Shall Mark back on. <laughs> let's call Mark back on and talk about airport parking prices. <laughs> Done for a thousand eight hundred rand the other day. I parked in the wrong place. Yeah, I, was, I was there for twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I parked where the Ubers park. <laughs> so your mistake? Yeah, it was my, t- entirely my fault. <laughs> oh, you know, only happened to Darren. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no. Gosh, all right, um, Mayor. When do you have to leave? Yeah, when do you have to go? Uh, I'm, I think I'm quite relaxed. Let me check quickly. Um, one uh, thing in about so in about fifteen or so. In about fifteen. Mm. All right, we've got some uh, messages for you here personally. Have a listen. Here. Listen, this guy's got a beautiful voice. I want him to read some of those raunchy novels for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh how well spoken is now, Mayor? His voice is like honey. The women are loving you, Maya. Yeah. They want you to read them some bedtime stories. No, 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 no. That would be a great thing. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't At do night that. time, when there's load shedding, as it hits yes. 12 o'clock, the mayor comes on this radio station and reads you a bedtime story. Isn't your job to service the people? Good night, night, ladies. <laughs> Behave. Behave, ladies. Flushing. Because remember, you know, I'm, I'm going mayor. KFM Red. Yes. Uh, hello, ladies. Oh, it's not the same with you, Darren. Come on, man. Well, I'm trying here. I'm trying to s- set him up for an easy in there. <laughs> Guys, this is the last time he's coming on the show. Yeah, you know that? Give him a break. Give him a break. Uh, <laughs> Ladies, do you want bedtime stories at night in the middle of load shedding from the mail? There's only so much you can do yeah. by knocking back two stages of load shedding. Mm-hmm. The rest, we've got to use what we got. Yeah. <laughs> we'll you know, as, you as must as find new ways to reach Ooh. new audiences, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, don't you have a call to take or some... <laughs> let's see, I think it's time for traffic. Let's, let's the mayor's <laughs> voice, though. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Give the people what they need and what they want. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Cape Town. Night, night. <laughs> Who is doing that? Stop it! It's coming in from the uh, WhatsApp telephone. Jesus, guys. All right, um, we're going to continue. Can, can you stick around? around? Can you, yeah, he's going to be out the door. I need to go splash my face. <laughs> Um, so we'll take your questions on 0829450940. Now, Jordan, firstly, well, we're really halfway in, into the conversation, mm. but um, this week I was reading a story about how Cape Town is now set to take over from Johannesburg as the financial hub mm. of the sure. country. That's great news. That is incredible. I, I think that that trend's been happening for a couple of years, but it's nice to see it recognized and we've we've even got a stock exchange now we've still got some way to go to take over the massive uh, and very ancient Johannesburg stock exchange mm, but uh, but we're, we're getting there mm. um, and uh, tourism is back tourism is good all the all the news that I'm hearing from uh, tourism companies tour guides restaurants hotels 
is that they are absolutely packed for the next few months. So right. it is going to be, without question, the best season they've had in what 2019, 20 in four years basically. So I'm really hopeful for them. I'm I'm so pleased with that. We've also just signed a cool deal with Airbnb. Uh, to promote Cape Town on their global platform, on their website, as a one of the best destinations to come as a remote worker, as a as a what mm. they call the digital nomad. Mm. Mm. Uh, so they are only Airbnb has chosen to only promote twenty cities around the world on their platform as as great places to uh, to be a digital nomad. And Cape Town's one of them, so that's pretty cool as well. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. there's um, there's a lot of like rich people that flit in and out of the city. Oh man, there's the the other day. I met. I'm not going to. It wouldn't be right of me to mention his name without his permission. But like one of the most globally wealthy families that everyone's heard of, and I saw him here a couple of days ago. He's building a house in Cape Town, and he's got his kid in a school, and he's living here. He, he said he, he's not leaving. He, he loves it too much. So many mm. people are choosing Cape Town, eh? Is this American guy? Yeah. yeah. Sure. No, 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 no names, people trying to no figure names, out no who, yeah. well, well, you see Dan Bilzerian's in Camps Bay at the moment. Oh, have you heard of Dan Bilzerian? Oh, that messy bearded no, man. You, you, you too pure for Dan Bilzerian. You too pure. No, I don't know who. What does he do? Oh. Uh, nobody really knows, but he's always surrounded by like twenty yeah. gorgeous women. He's got money for okay. days. Okay. He's super rich. He's a huge star in America. He's a he's a he's an ex Navy SEAL. He apparently made his money from poker. Ah, okay, well. And he never has to work again. He's in he's in Camps Bay now. So Dan what Bilzerian. is he doing here? Just like holiday or just what? come for a holiday, yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's this there's, there's I'm gonna play you a clip. This was out on social media. This is another guy. Okay, look, let's just he's he's a rich guy. I don't know who he is though. He's like a, maybe a dot com guy or something. But he's got a lot of money. Maybe it's a trust fund guy. But um, he says Cape Town's very cheap. Um, I, I don't even know who he is. You should have heard our earlier discussion about airport parking. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. not cheap. Yeah, clearly his for cheap for is a different level yeah. to mm-hmm. our cheap. But yeah. listen to what he says about uh, about the city. I spend four months a year in Cape Town. My house is 12,000 square feet. I have a steam room, sauna. I have a full home CrossFit gym. I have two security guards on rotation. I have a full-time chef who cooks me three meals a day. I have tried my best in Cape Town to spend more than $30,000 a month. I can't. I go to every single restaurant. I try to look for the most expensive bottle of wine. I've never been able to find anything more than 100 bucks. Really? Cape Town is so cheap, man. It's insane. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, did he just say I just want to check that he that I heard him correctly He said $30,000 a yes, month Yes, yes that's, that's so cheap Yeah, yeah, yeah. He struggles yeah. to spend that here Every month <laughs> I mean, great for the businesses in Cape Town Great, uh, absolutely you, but you keep struggling, man <laughs> yeah. You keep struggling, yeah. keep struggling. Um, I'm sure that there's a lot of people That can help you Yeah, spend that money for sure For um, sure um, Maya, if I, if I ask you Do you know who um, Colleen is? Colleen, I uh, know a few Colleens. Well, how's about your mother-in-law? <laughs> She's on the phone. Good morning. Oh my goodness. Good morning. <laughs> Mayor Good morning, and Darren. Mayor's mother-in-law. It's, it's mayor-in-law here. <laughs> Hello. About, about that honey, that beautiful honey voice. Oh, yes. Dear. That beautiful honey voice is only for my daughter and nobody oh. else. 
goodness. Oh, come on. He's got to get a free pass for Easy. some bedtime stories here on KFM at night in load shedding. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that bedtime story voice is only for my granddaughter. Oh, the, 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 the kitty's bedtime stories. And the then kitty, your daughter my, gets the pillow talk. And my daughter, yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank, yes. thank you, mom-in-law, for stepping in. Thank you, thank you for defending me. Thank you. So, 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 your mom-in-law actually runs the city of. You don't have to call him mayor. You don't. Have to, he's, he's still just. He's still Jordy. He's still Jordy to you. But, 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 Colleen, when your daughter met the person who would soon become the mayor of Cape Town, what did you think of him then? Oh, good question. Mm. Be honest. Uh, no, I knew I knew straight away that he was the right person for my daughter, and you know how I knew that because he used to, and he, and he has shared the story I think with you before. He used to come past with his beautiful um, dog and uh, play on the field. You um, used the dog. My heart. He used the dog. <laughs> Good <laughs> trick, Maya. Shamelessly, and I, I knew that, that that using the dog. Um, he was definitely that was a, a definite inroad into into my family. You know, he just borrowed uh, the dog. Eh? Good morning, uh, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you used the dog. Oh, that's brilliant. So actually, so, so actually, uh, what I'm picking up here is that um, Colleen, you actually run the city of Cape Town. I pretty much do, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, well, lovely. <laughs> nice to hear from you, Colleen. Thanks for calling in. Only a Have pleasure, an Jordan. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, we got some messages here for you. No, but the mayor's voice is. Yeah. Oh, Yana. Oh, Cape Town, guys, please be ready for this. Ladies, it's Sacking the Mayor. <laughs> it's Friday. It's month in. Oh, Yana. Ladies, Yella Manners and Mullah. <laughs> Do you ever get this treatment in public where Cape Townian women just run up to you? No, unfortunately I don't. It must be because I have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's the voice. <laughs> um, it's okay. Hold on. Look, we've, we've done energy. We've mm-hmm. done the homelessness issue. Mm-hmm. We've done the airport fuel. Oh, this is a question that's come up a lot on our WhatsApp telephone. Quite concerning. Um, with... Um, all the kidnappings that seem to be yes. happening, the kidnap and ransom. Yeah. Um, there's a special unit that uh, has apparently been assembled. Correct. That's like a bunch of Navy SEALs. So when we had a high-profile kidnapping a couple of months ago, uh, the the Raja, Mr. Raja, um, uh, the Raja family got SAPS National to send the Gauteng special unit down to Cape Town for about three weeks. They s- solved the case. They rescued Mr. Raja. When they f- when they found him, they found two other victims that were being held that they didn't even know about, <gasps> and uh, and so since then we've been really. S- I was so impressed with that team. Let me tell you, you know, people say a lot of things about the SAPS, but I had that mm. team in my office to say thank you to them. We didn't make a big public thing about it because they all want to remain anonymous for obvious reasons, and but they are the best of the best that uh, that SAPS has, and they were super impressive. And and so we said, come on, we want we don't want to call you down to Cape Town every time we've got a case like this, and and you know let you live in a hotel for two weeks or whatever. We need a we need a team of our own, and we've been pushing hard since then. And to his credit, Razik Raja has been helping us a lot, uh, and J P Smith in the city has been pushing this very hard, 
And uh, two days ago, we got a confirmation from the police commissioner that we are going to get a, a specialized kidnapping unit in Cape Town. The city will be part of it. We'll, we'll do whatever we can with our CCTV network and our own investigators. And, of course, it will be SAPS-led, and hopefully it will make a big difference. Who are um, – is, is it one unit, one, one one sort of gang that is doing the kidnappings? It's a handful. Is- it's, it's a couple. Uh, it was really interesting to hear about this. There's, there's no more than a, a handful of uh, fairly well-organized gangs. The problem, the risk is that if people start to see that it is working, that it's successful, that this is a new lucrative way of making lots of money, then you get more copycats. Uh, yeah, you get more copycats mm. uh, mm-hmm. kind of jumping in. And so what we want to do is really break those those gangs before before this uh, gets out of control. And SAPS has got the technology. You know, really, this is about intelligence. It's it's about the ability to intercept phone calls, intercept mm. emails, and WhatsApp messages. The city doesn't do that kind of thing. That's all in SAPS's domain. And so that's where they've got to. These 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 cases are cracked in in rooms like this with lots of computers, not you know, not actually out in the field. Um, and and that's what that's the kind of intel and tech that we need working mm. on these cases here. Um, another question here. This guy sent this message quite a lot. Um, good morning, all. Mr. Mayor, I live in Delft. During the COVID pandemic, law enforcement watched as the hockeys were erected. People came from far and wide with the material and did that in front of law enforcement and they did nothing. Now they are stealing electricity in front of ESCOM vans who drive around fixing power cuts caused by them. Yes. They steal water. We're in our houses. And must pay for all of our services, and they don't. What is being done to prevent this from happening, sir? I'm going to I'm going to get the number and and give you a call later to talk about this in more detail. But very briefly, let me just say that during lockdown there was a legal prohibition on any evictions. You will remember that. Mm-hmm. I hope you knew about that at the time. Uh, so we were prevented from doing any evictions, and there was a massive explosion of illegal land occupation around around the All country, around, yeah. around the country. Yeah. and if you look at the numbers on a graph it literally went from single digits maybe three or five or nine uh, land invasions a month to hundreds sure. uh, and, in, and those in areas 20, expanded quickly in 2020 we had over a thousand illegal land occupations so the message spread quickly that that law enforcement and saps could do nothing about it and you had uh, Entrepreneurial people moving into the gap immediately and going and uh, you know demarcating a certain space and then saying I've got a space for you. You pay me a thousand bucks and and you can come and have this space, and and they made quite a bit of money out of it. And now we are having a terrible problem in Delft. And I really I really sympathise with you, sir, because I know how often the electricity is being cut there because of those illegal connections. I know how much water is is being uh, disrupted there. So it's a really, really tough situation to deal with. You've now got a huge, huge brand new informal settlement right on your doorstep and uh, it is really tough. At the same time, I've gone to speak to some of the people living there. Most of the people living there lost their jobs during COVID, lock, uh, during lockdown. They were living in uh, in flats or shared rooms or whatever the case is and they were themselves evicted, which by the way was illegal at the time. Mm. But, you know, the, no one, no one helped them actually enforce the law then and, and resist those evictions they were they were evicted by their landlords and they had nowhere to go 
So I don't blame the people who are living there. It's not their fault that that uh, that this has happened. But at the same time, it is enormously difficult for people like this gentleman who's called in, who is a rate-paying Capetonian and who mm. is living almost daily with electricity cuts yeah. and, and water disruptions. So what what happens? How, how do we fix this? Are, are those the informal settlements going to permanently be there? Or is this uh, just something you've got to get used to now? It's very difficult to see them moving uh, anytime soon, I'm afraid, because of the numbers of people now living there. What you have to do is try to uh, incrementally upgrade services there so that you can roll out electricity, legal connections mm. of, of electricity and roll out uh, water infrastructure and so on. But, you know, when it comes to what we call bulk infrastructure, which means underground, basically underground infrastructure, it's it's billions of billions of rands, and it's extremely difficult because you've got to move people to dig. Mm-hmm. So you, if you look at a piece of land that is absolutely from one corner to the other totally covered, and you've got to dig an enormous trench down the middle to lay water pipes, sewage pipes, and electricity cables, how do you do that? So this mm. is some of the really practical difficulties of, of sorting out these situations that people sometimes don't see the implications of, but this gentleman is, is living with it. Okay. Well, I'll give you his number. Yeah, mm. I'd like that. Um, that's all we have time for. Thank you very much, Mayor. Oh, this has been such fun. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the next school holiday, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> for our, our quarterly. <laughs> our Mayor's Roundtable, yes. This has yeah. been great fun, guys. Thank you so much. It's, it's our pleasure, and uh, you've done a great job. And Thank please you. take us up on that offer of offering a bedtime story service for people with yes. load shedding. Okay. We, right. we pay, at, what is the What's rate? Uh, it's about uh, 200 rand uh, a show that we get oh. paid, yeah? yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So I, I need someone to, those novels that were referred to, I think they were yes. called yes. Um, raunchy. Yes. Um, the, so if someone can... You know, when I come in, get me one of those because I don't have one of those. Oh, well, Sherlyn's got 50 shades of grey in her handbag. <laughs> so don't you worry. We will supply you with the literature. You just come through with that voice of yours. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll All right. see you soon. Thank you, Mayor. Farewell, everyone. Thank you very much. Mayor of the city of Cape Town, Jordan Hill-Lewis.